Hello, you are tuning in to Uneducated Guests with Josiah. I'm your host, Josiah. I'm a senior in high school that has to do a project for a college class, but I didn't feel like looking anything up, so here I am. Today we are going to, um, well, I'm going to, not we, I mean, you can listen, but... We're going to talk about human like enhancements, like I keep wanting to say genet- genetic enhancements. Cause I've been playing Fallout seventy six, but because genetic mutations and that game, fun stuff with radiation. But no, uh, today I'm going to talk about like cyber enhancements and stuff, like you see in the movies, because I just think that's really interesting. And I started thinking about it because, well, I don't know anything about it except what I've seen in the movies. I mean. So, basically, you can get, like, cybernetic limbs and stuff like that. I've seen them make, like, I've seen a few articles on it. I didn't really read into detail on them. But I'm pretty sure, like, so they're robotic limbs, right? And they, they like, work like your normal limbs because they somehow attach them to, like, your ligaments and bones and all that fun stuff. So it's just controlled by thought, and I thought that was a really cool concept. And, like, how far could the human mind go with that? Where we could just, like, Doc Ock and Spider-Man, like, he or she, whatever Spider-Man you want to go with Doc Ock, they had the cybernetic, like, limb octopus hands that were controlled by their mind. Well, could we theoretically do that, on like, as a human species and just keep going with genetic enhance or not, god damn it, with uh, cyber enhancements? Like, in Fallout 4, he's got the... Uh, Kellogg, he's like super, like he's lived for like a long, long time, and he's like in his thirties somehow, because he's got cyber enhancements. He's got super strength or something, because he's a cybernetic limb actuator, I want to say, and a cyber brain implant that's like attached to his hippocampus, which has something to do with memories. So I'm assuming he, that means he can remember long-term stuff, and it's actually a really cool concept how they plug him into Nick Valentine, which is like an entire robot, and are able to send the player into Kellogg's mind. But could you like go into other people's minds and stuff with that also? And like have a like mind link with the uh, cybernetic enhancements? And like, yes, they've got like the cool limbs and stuff, but could they like make a Robocop type like armor well not even armor it'd be a body because you'd be basically a cyborg at that point because robocop has very little human appendages from what i remembered i've seen like all three of them oh the one where he had the jetpack was so bad that i loved the first one though that's always gonna have a place in my heart because it's just a really good movie and like whenever like after he gets shot to crap and is getting like turned on over time I really love those like flashes through his eyes and like you're looking under the tarp as you're out getting turned on for like the show and tell and everyone's like oh it's Robocop Murphy you're alive and I also think it's really cool concept that his brain is somehow rewired right but he still has those flashes of memories when he's like near his old house I think and like different things like that because he remembers it but he doesn't at the same time so he always is going to have that human piece to him, even though he's technically a robot with, like, robot coding. Which I don't really get how they were managed to 
compute and like change his brain basically and make him a robot because i mean that's actually really cool technology the ability to turn a human into a robot because all a computer is is an electronic mind if you think about it so the ability to interface like the human body with robotic technology making just us stronger as a race but yet more vulnerable because then again if you're part robot couldn't you be susceptible to like viruses in the sense of like the common cold or like a computer virus both in the same sense so therefore you'd have twice the weaknesses and yes you could talk about like firewalls and stuff like that like they have on computers but wouldn't it theoretically be possible to hack into like a cybergenetically altered human and be able to control whatever they have that's changed in them like if you have a robot arm could somebody somehow hack into it and like control your arm like that'd be a scary thought you're just like ripping your own skin off or something that's just kind of messed up but like you always see movies like predator or not yeah predator that's the right one like and stuff like that with like the x-ray vision well could that be like you're not x-ray uh infrared there we go I'm all over the place today. So they have the infrared vision, like that's like how robots see and different things like that. But is it really like, I don't understand that. Like why do we assume while robots see an infrared, couldn't we like put like human eyes in a robot so they would have like full color and depth and everything like that? Or are we just like, no, you're a robot. You're gonna see in red cause it's gonna suck. Especially when the viewer is trying to watch the movie and everything just changes color schemes. Or is in like heat seeking. Yeah. So heat seeking vision, like, I don't get it. And like, uh, yeah, it's nice in movies and stuff when it only outlines humans. But what about like animals and stuff that would be like heat seeking everywhere? Like, wait, are ants cold blooded? I don't know if ants are cold blooded or not. That would be, that's kind of weird. Because they're an exoskeleton, right? But do they have blood like we have blood right but it's like red when it gets oxygenated but like ant like if you've ever crushed an ant open i don't i mean it's like isn't it like a goo i assume it's like a goo but that's beside the point also on this fact or on the not on the subject of blood do we really need it because if you think about it right our veins and everything they're like highways that the blood travels on right so all the blood is is like a car or like now think about it like a vein is like a subway tunnel right and the blood is basically just the uh the subway train so it's moving like the vitamins the iron and all that fun stuff and the, uh, the oxygen that's the most important one through like those are all like sitting in the like side of the train waiting to get off their stops basically so could you replace blood with another like Newtonian fluid, I think is what it would be called? Because it's not non-Newtonian. Non-Newtonian means it like gets hard when it gets hit. So like that one stuff they use in like TV shows, like it's like oxygen rich um, fluid. It's like, it's like super water, except it's like a gel. And so you breathe it in, it feels like you're drowning, right? But you're actually like breathing it in. Oh, that sounds so awful. But if you think about it, we could replace our blood with that, and it would be the exact same effect because it's just transport. All blood is is it's just transporting different things. Like, I mean, yeah, our bodies would have to adjust to not having blood, and we'd probably like change different colors because 
well, based on the thing, our blood's what defines, like, or it gives us, like, color and stuff. So if we change the blood as, like, a highway, it would theoretically change our color, I think. I mean, pigment has some, some to do with that. But think about it. Every time you see, like, a dead body or something, I mean, oh, that's, that's a bad example. Like, who looks at dead bodies that often besides really weird people, huh? But they go gray, right? So when they go gray, that means they're, like, lifeless and dead. So basically their blood's gone. Is that, no, that's just their oxygen leaving. So, like, your blood doesn't really matter. You just need oxygen, right? So if you have the oxygen, like an oxygen-rich, like, fluid going through your blood your, God, see, you say, even say bloodstream, but it's not technically the bloodstream. It's, like, a vein. But, like, you don't need the blood in that vein. It could just be, like, a fluid that's oxygen-filled and can transport vitamins and iron and stuff like that. I don't want to call iron a vitamin because... Whenever you think of iron, you think, like, metal, right? But, like, wait, is there actual, like, I know it takes, like, a hundred bodies to make, like, get enough iron in people's blood to make a dagger. I think I learned that off one of those Uber posts. Uber facts, that's what they're called. I, I mean, I'm not sure if they're right or not, but, you know, hey, quick facts. <laughs> so, could you, oh, wow. So, on cybernetic limbs, if you replace the human blood or body, right, so they're basically part robot, part human, then you replace their blood with, like, like the oxygen-rich um, fluids, would it work like a human body, but it'd just be, like, a mo much more resilient to, like, cancers and diseases and stuff like that because, you know, you're a robot. But then again, if a cyborg gets a cold, that would kind of be really weird. Also, like... So if you're mostly robot, would you need to eat as much or could you eat like small amounts and it still be sufficient to sustain your body because like think about it. So you eat a lot to gain like muscle mass or like gain weight, right? But if you're part robot, you can eat a little bit cuz you'd still be retaining what weight you have because you wouldn't have as much you wouldn't be you wouldn't lose weight as much because you'd be less active like if your arms and legs were robotic. Your body wouldn't, I don't think it would register that as um, basically physical activity because it's robotic and you can't, like, robots don't get tired because they just can do whatever they want until they break, basically. But then again, if it's got, like, synthetic muscles and stuff like that with a synthetic blood, like, robots' blood is basically oil, right? So if you had synthetic, like, muscles, synthetic veins, and synthetic everything like that, it would be kind of interesting because would it act like the human body still or would it be a completely new like development and thing but that's getting into artificial intelligence and if you think about it robocop's basically just a robot with artificial intelligence because they i think they suppressed his memories or something so he couldn't remember all of it in the uh what what was that oh yeah so the comic or the comic series Blade, which they also made into movies, which I thought the first movie was alright. I'm told the third movie was, or no, the second movie was the absolute worst, I've been told. I think I don't think I've seen the third one. The plot for the first movie was atrocious though, like, they basically compiled the entire comic, like, first comic book series, because Marvel also has turned the comic books into, like, episodes 
on Marvel anime somethings. But those, they actually make really good content because they're just literally turning the graphic comics into, like, just animating it. It's And it's really well done. And it stays pretty similar. But I enjoy that because... But they basically compiled the entire villain into, like... They've compiled all the movies and all the comic book series villains and just mix-matched them, like, oh, that's going to be fine. But it made absolutely no sense, like... I think Frost was the vampire's name in the first movie. Well, in the comic books, Frost, his entire goal was to genetically alter vampires. And he did that till he became the best vamp and strongest vampire, and that's why he has four fangs and bit his mom. In this one, he's just a two-fang prick that owns clubs. But that's besides the point. So, wait, what was I going on? Um, genetic enhancements with that. But, oh yeah, okay, okay. So, they made vampire soldiers to fight in Vietnam in that comic book series. And they were able to suppress their memories and everything. But they had to take, like, a certain drug or something. Or maybe it was, like, a... It was a genetic enhancement. Or not genetic. Ah, cybernetic enhancement. And it suppressed their memories, but it also controlled them. Which was really kind of weird. It was basically a mind-controlled ship that also suppressed memories. But basically, most of them, there was like a whole group of like 20 of them that were like that. And then they canceled the project and basically kept them in the Vietnam forests. And so they ended up taking all their chips out and one by one, they just, they just died. They would, they had the guilt of all the people they've killed because they like burned whole villages to the down, like ground without even realizing it or knowing it. And it like weighed on them so much because... It's basically, oh, there was another movie like it where it blurred out your subconscious or killing civilians, but it registers them as, like, or, yeah, you're killing, like, civilians and humans, but it's registering them as, like, evil aliens. I forgot what movie that was. I, th I think it was a good movie. I can't actually remember. But it's basically like that, and, like, whenever unblurred, the guilt got so much for them that they just walked out into the sun and killed themselves So there was only one, which Blade met. And then he ended up killing himself also. Well, I think Blade may have put him out of his memory. I can't remember. Or misery, not memory. I mean, technically, he put him out of his memory. But that's so... Whenever that happened, would you be able to do that with, like, different robotics and, like, robotically enhanced people? You just turn them into mass killing machines. And that's another thing that would be bad about the, like, the mil or that's the first thing I've actually brought up, that would the military owning cybernetically enhanced soldiers be really bad, like Captain America or something, because they could theoretically change his mind, or change his, not his mind, his view by genetic, or cybernetically enhancing him to not see enemy soldiers, or not, not see enemy soldiers, to see, like, bad people as, like, or good people as enemies, and just having him kill everyone, which would be like, you know, really bad PR disaster if anyone found out, hint, hint. But basically, cybernetics is really dangerous, especially when you get down to it, about like slaughtering mass amounts of people. But would it technically help our cause as a human race by making us stronger, smarter? Like a computer can break everything down and think really fast. But if you like mix the human mind with a computer would it be twice as susceptible to different kinds of diseases or attacks we might never know but it could theoretically 
destroy the human way of life by having the literal like terminator sequence but it's ourselves that we taxed so much with robotic enhancements that the robotics enhancements and ai take over and just kill all the, the rest of the human and decide to do their own thing but they could still harvest humans for parts and stuff and then that goes into human cattlery like i forgot which terminator it was they ended up basically furthering the plot by so you see everyone like getting killed right and then they're just like no this single group of people we're gonna put in this giant terminator robot looking things chest and take him to the main base to kill because that's got the main character for some reason which i don't really get because they're just killing them they're not like harvesting them for anything they're not like forcing them to mate and to mate like keep humans slaves no they're just killing them which makes absolutely no sense but to further the plot so cybernetic enhancements are really cool sounding like i would get like a robot eye because that sounds pretty awesome they do have cybernetic enhancements theoretic or not theoretically it's real but it's not to the degree of being awful yet because it's like they have hearing aids well they're not really hearing aids they drill into like deaf people's brains and like stick tubes in it and stuff i've seen a very uh he's a very nice asian gentleman uh who's working with a scout troop in my uh, decatur area He's a very nice man, but he was uh, deaf, I think. I think he was born deaf. I'm not 100% sure on this. But he's basically got a plastic disc in the side of his head. I mean, it's not really... I mean, it's noticeable, right? But it's not like nothing to stare... It's nothing to stare at. It's just a... It looks like plastic cover. But it's basically so we can hear because he was uh, born deaf or something. And I think... So that's a cybernetic enhancement, and I think that's really cool. But could you... Can they do that with eyes? Like, I know... They did surgery on a grape. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. But that was basically for uh, eye doctors testing on eye surgeries. But could you technically make an artificial eye that sees everything? Like, I think women see, like, colors differently than men because they have, like, a fourth cone or something. But if, like, they make robotic eyes for, like, blind people, that would be really revolutionary because then they would see like they make uh, colorblind glasses which isn't really a cybernetic enhancement however it is like an enhancement in general because they go from not being able to see color to seeing color but it's just glasses it's not like in their eye like on futurama they had um what was iphone where they just it looked like a bluetooth device and they jammed it in their eyes it was terrible had no battery life you didn't have a choice of a color and it was it was basically ripping on apple for being so um what's the word uh closed off i guess closed off by their uh peers and everything like oh it's not open interface that's what it's called but basically if you have cybernetic enhancement you have to make them closed off so i feel like apple well if steve jobs are still alive because now the quality control is garbage but if Apple were to make um, cybernetic enhancements with Steve Jobs still there, I feel like they would be good. Like, or not good, they would be a lot quality cybernetics uh, enhancements, but they would, um, you know, harm the users a lot or something like that. And because Apple's just, you see Apple as a big corporation, so you see them as evil. Well, um, this is all the time I have for today, guys. So I will see you guys in a few seconds.
And that's all till now. Elevator, elevator music, go. Hello, I'm back after doing some research on cybernetic enhancements. So I found a few different uh, mind control sort of enhancements. They're controlled by brain impulses like the Luke arm, which is named after Luke Skywalker, which I found interesting. It was funded by DARPA, and it's basically has, I think, 14 motors in it to be able to move in different ways, and it has, it's for some reason, it's controlled by uh, his or her feet as a quote, by switches that let you manipulate different joints all at once. But it is, so it was selected to be used by military groups. So they got it tested and approved by the FDA, which I think is actually really interesting. The Food and Drug Association uh, signing off on a military, well, prosthetic. But that's not why I'm here to research the FDA. So that's about $100,000, which seems kind of steep as I will be going into more affordable, well, emphasis on affordable because everything's not very expensive, but there's a hefty price tag on it, which is kind of ridiculous. But prosthetics company I thought was really interesting is Bebonics. They have also made a similar hand. Before I get into Bebonics, I think the Luke arm also has got this, why it's so expensive, it has prosthetic skin on it which is not really, I mean, it's it's hard to explain. Well, basically, the prosthetic skin just allows you to feel, like, touch. But, like, you don't, I don't really understand how you feel things, but basically it lets you sense weight differences. Like, you could, I'm not sure if you can tell the difference between hot and cold, soft, and all that stuff, but when you pick up, like, say, a 10-pound weight, you'd be able to tell that it's uh, heavy and coarse, and like when you touch something that's like styrofoam, you can tell it's like softer and light or something like that. It's got weight pressure bearing uh, skin on it. But back onto Bebionics, it's a they have I think the better design and it's also much more affordable. So the Bebionics is also a uh, commercially available for about. $11,000, I think, which is actually really a lot more affordable than, you know, a $100,000 for ex-military veterans. I mean, it's 11000 Anyone can buy it. So that arm, though, is controlled by impulses in the stump, basically, that come from the brain, which is whole, you know, fun system of design and the human body that I don't feel like going over. <laughs> But basically, it's controlled, and it's got uh, different patterns that you can grip onto things. And it's apparently, so, it became commercially available since 2010, but it can hold, it's delicate enough to hold an egg between the index and the thumb, which I think is really interesting, because when you think of robotic hand, you think of, like, terminated or crushing everything because you don't know your own strength. But this also, I believe, has pressure sensors so you can like tell how hard you squeeze and stuff but basically you can hold an egg between your thumb and thing finger but it's also coarse enough to I believe um, hold 99 pounds 
but I am not 100% sure if that's between index or thumb finger. Or not index. Yeah, index or thumb finger. So if it is, that's scary strong. But I'm assuming they just meant it can like lift 99 pounds like with the entire arm and hand. But I mean, if it was the thumb and index finger, that'd be kind of scary. But they've been uh, designing that still, and it's uh, still today, but it's under the company name Autobucks. And you are able to purchase it for 11000 still, I'm pretty sure. So that's uh, very much more commercially available than, you know, $100,000 military arm. But then we've also got the same technology being put into a bionic leg. So they've made the uh, prosthetic where it has the sensors of the brain's impulses but it's only been used for hands and stuff like that up until 2012 because this software designer was amputeed in 2010 but he was able to basically use the same type of technology that they use for brain impulses for arms and put it into a leg and he can move like every joint and every digit independently so it's saying how much our technology is advancing in just certain a number of years. Like the appro FDA approved the Skywalker arm in 2014, which it didn't have as much movement, I don't think, as the um, Bebionics, which was created in 2010. But it did have the sensory feelings, which I think is a lot more, like, well, not adva necessarily advanced. I mean, it's advanced in the way of prosthetic skin which I think is really cool, but it's not necessarily the most viable option for day-to-day -day, um, tasks, as in Bebionic can like move stuff, which is, and use zippers, they were showing that stuff off, which I thought was really interesting. But then we've, so besides limbs, there is also this uh, Toronto filmmaker who had lost his right eye, right? <laughs> that was right too many times. <laughs> so, he was able to work with um, basic technology developers and a wireless uh, film company or something. Uh, let's see if I can find that name. RF Wireless Design. And he was able to build a fake eye shell, which I'm assuming had like the lens pre-built in. And they were able to fill it with enough hardware in such a confined space that he's able to, well, wear the prosthetic eye inside of his eye because you know how glass eyes, you stick in the hole. Oh, gosh, that was awful. But you stick it in the eye socket, and you can... So the battery life, uh, well, from the article I was reading, was 30 minutes of recording footage, and I'm assuming it's wirelessly transmitted to, I think it said a camcorder of some type, so it's not the best resolution, but I mean, he filmed an entire documentary on it, which is titled Deuce X, the Eyeboard Documentary, which is sort of a play on words, which I find kind of amusing. But I think it was very interesting that he was able to do that, and it's just really cool how they invented the prosthetic eye like that and able to camcord it, and so it's actual first-person view because it's coming from his eye which I think that's actually a really nice filming technique. I love first-person movies like Hardcore Henry. But they've also got exoskeletons for people who are completely paralyzed from like the waist down and stuff like that. 
and one of the suits I looked up was called Suit X. It is uh, created, it's an exoskeleton created by the Robotics and Human Engineering Laboratory in the University of, or at the University of California. It's got an eight hour battery pack, which is, I mean, it's pretty good. That's a hefty day of walking around, but it's, it was made to prevent, or well, to help people walking and prevent the, like the, this, the, gosh, I can't talk today. It'll uh, prevent uh, the other problems that go along with sitting in like a wheelchair or stuff like that for years or so, like on end. It'll help you walk and all that stuff. You like, I think the creator said something along the lines of, we can't help their disease or the damage it's done, but we can help prevent the damage that causes by using wheelchairs and stuff like that. And I thought that was really nice. I mean, it also costs $40,000, so I mean, he's not that nice, am I right? Uh, I'm bad. Also, I went over, so I mean, I was pretty right on the arms and uh, different prosthetics like that. I mean, it's not necessarily like Terminator, apparently. It'll be more like, so another one I got, I think I read this on Forbes, a quote from another uh, engineer. He said that it wouldn't end like Terminator. It would be more or less like Avatar, the scene where I can't remember who it was. He was in the giant forklift exosuit, basically trying to kill the avatars. It'd be more like that for humans. And on the artificial intelligence stage, we would have similar things like Sophia the robot who got citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And she's a woman robot, so I don't really understand that because they're kind of very Saudi law or something. Saraya? Saraya? Saraya law, which basically prevents, you know, woman, women, but I mean, she's not real, so. But she does have intelligence and feelings and stuff like that, which I thought was really interesting. And so, she's a good robot. She uh, has sarcasm and stuff like that, even though she has a very robotic tone by videos and stuff I've seen. It's kind of cool that they've gotten that far to let robots understand human emotion and, like, she can sense uh, human behavior and stuff like that, which sounds kind of dangerous to me. But I thought that was pretty cool. And I also went over on a little rant about uh, changing your blood with a non-blood uh, liquid, basically, because it's just a super highway. Well, doctors are technically doing that, but you're not necessarily alive after, but you're not necessarily dead. They uh, replace it with saline, which I think I, is salt of some sort, because I read saline's a salt solution of some sort. But basically, they replace your entire bloodstream of like a patient that's been like shot or something with saline, so they're not alive or dead, and they can operate them on hours end, and then after they finish operating, they basically pump the blood back into the person, take out the saline solution, and they're alive. It's called suspended animation, and there's a lot of controversy over it, but I thought that was a really interesting concept, and I'm still not sure how far away we are from actually just replacing blood in general. I mean, we couldn't necessarily replace white blood cells or platelets, but we could at least replace the red blood cells, because all they really do is, they're basically a superhighway with the plasma, and just transporting vitamins and oxygen and iron. So if you replace the red blood cells, you could have necessarily a more viscous fluid that's a lot more uh, clear, or opaque at least, 
and it would also change not necessarily the skin tone or well not skin pigment necessarily but it would change your skin tone slightly I, th I believe because we get our skin color basically from the blood cells like if you ever seen a dead body they're gray I went over this also but I just thought that was a very interesting concept because the red blood cells from the iron they're red because of the iron in them so I just thought that was a very interesting concept and this appears to be all the time we have for today so I will catch you guys on the next episode uh, that is all bye